Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Amen. But I'm thankful for Brother Everett Bird, and he's got a good spirit, and I appreciate the work that he does. So many of you do not see the most recent things that he's involved in, and we certainly appreciate. Uh, the fact that he is rolling up his sleeves and touching the lives of uh, of other people and impacting them. I wonder if you'd make our friend, Brother Everett, welcome. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. I'm on, I want to testify about a little bit about about some of the things that uh, Brother Boyd was just talking about, some of the things that you don't see. I'm I don't get the opportunity, to, sometimes we don't, but like last Sunday, actually, I work in the, so the ones that don't know, I work in the prison ministry, in the jail ministry, and last Sunday, we had a, we have, we have services at the, the annex, which is the main unit of the prison, and then we have a services at the work camp going on at the same time. I know it probably hadn't been announced yet, because Brother Bobby here, he was excited about it last Sunday afternoon, but we had one get the Holy Ghost in the service at the annex last Sunday. At the same time last Sunday, me and Brother Donnie was at the work camp, and I was was doing a study on baptism. And in, in, during the study, I, I had just had mentioned something about I, I baptized people in water troughs and in in our county jail, and I, and I just had had happened to mention, mention that during the the study. And at the end of the the, the Bible study, I had. Um, uh, so I ask always that you know, if, you know, doing a study, I ask them anybody has any questions. And as soon as I could get the words out of my mouth, you can ask Brother Donnie, the guy sitting in the back, said, "Only thing I want to know is when you can get that water trough up here where we can get baptized." And so there was three of the guys there that wanted to be baptized. They wanted to be baptized right then. But but the things we have to do, you know, we have to go through some things. But but they they they're got their names on the list, and they want to be baptized. Then I want to talk about Thursday, this, Thursday, this past Thursday night, we started um, a betterment class at the work camp. We've been going on, having some at the annex for a, a while, and we've been having great, great things coming from that. But we, I started, we started one at the work camp this past Thursday night. And when I arrived at the work camp, there were some things going on and security things going on. So I had to, actually, I wound up sitting 45 minutes in a little bitty room by myself, which I took the time to read over my notes some more because I was <laughs> rushed all week, and so I thought, I was, well, God, give me this. But the thing about it is, is come to find out, I sat there for 45 minutes, and then a lady walked in the door, and I knew she was pretty high up because she had a white shirt on. That's how, when you know they're, how they're dressed, you know kind of what they're ranking. And she walked in, she had a white shirt on, and she came to me, and she was apologizing 
for me having to sit there for 45 minutes. And I was, you know, real apologetic. About, I mean, I'm, you know, y'all have a job, and y'all's job comes first, you know, because y'all's job is security, and y'all, 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 y'all going to be the one if something goes on. <laughs> it's going to be back at me, so I'm, I'm on y- in y'all's corner. And so but she came in, and she sat there, and she talked to me, and then she went on through the, into the control room. And just a few minutes later, they, she came back out, and she told me that we was going to make this class happen, whatever it took. And, and meanwhile, they was had officers was short-staffed and because of the, the situation that was going on. And so she said she would do it herself. Come to find out this was the lieutenant that was over the whole work camp. And she took on it herself, and she went and got some of the people that probably worked in the correction, making them more understand more about this, how. But she went on herself and went and got the guys and brought them to the class herself and stayed in the class with me the whole time with the class. We had 16 guys at the first betterment class at the work camp. God also, he was in, how afterwards I look back at it, I was talking to Brother Donnie on our way home, how God's hand was in the whole ordeal. Because if the whole ordeal wouldn't have happened, I probably wouldn't have met this lady. But the thing about it is, to go through the rest of the story, is when she sat through the class, at the end of the class, she was making some comments, and she made some comments to me afterwards, and she said, during that class, she had chill bumps all over her. And I said, so the thing about it is, is God let it work to where I met her, and she told us whatever we need, if we don't, you know, if we need anything for us, when we come, she's there for, in our side, in our corner. So that was, the staff being on our page, it helps our ministry. It helps us, because it can help or break us. And so them being on the same page as us is, is, is God in it itself. But then her, with the chill bumps, I knew, when she started saying that, I was, I had chill bumps, because it was, because she said that, you know, I knew the Holy Ghost was all over her. And she was the whole service. So she told me whatever it took, whatever, anything we needed for any of the betterment classes, any of the church services, she was there for us. So I want to thank God for that. I want to thank the people from this church from praying that don't ever meet these guys because they're really blessed and, and they appreciate your prayers. Today, if you want to join me in Judges chapter 16, I'm going to read just a few scriptures, a couple scriptures, and then speak to you for a few minutes I'm not going to be long but I just I think I got something from the Lord today the Bible says and she made him sleep upon her knees and she called for a man and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head and she began to afflict him and his strength went from him went from him and she said the Philistines be upon thee Samson and he awoke out of the sleep and said I will go out as the other times before and shake myself. And this is the most, I think the most scariest scripture of the whole Bible. And it says, and he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. Today I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes about this. I want to talk to you about how Samson, how he got to this point in his life. And maybe I can help somebody keep themselves from being to that point in their life. Samson, he was an anointed man. He was anointed from, from before, actually, he was born. He was, a born. he was anointed from his mother's womb. Samson had a great calling upon his life. Samson had done a, great, a lot of great things for God in his life. Samson looked, and, but Samson had a problem. He looked and longed 
for relationships in the enemy's camp. He, he went to the Philistines, which was the enemies, to find relationships. And the, the Bible says, but just before where I, started, I read, if you go back just a few scriptures before that, the Bible says that Samson fell in love with a woman named Delilah. The scripture says, and the Lord, the Bible says, and the Lord of the Philistines came unto this woman and said unto her, entice him and see wherein the, his strength lieth and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him and afflict him. So she, here we find, that we find Samson. If you're not familiar with the story, we find Samson had fell in love with this woman. She was from the enemy's camp. But sometimes in our lives, we, we find ourselves messing around with things that we shouldn't have been messing around with. And we fall in love with them things. And so I think we let our guard down sometimes in, in area, areas of our life. And I think that's what Samson has, had done in this, this part of the story. He had let his guard down to the point that he had fell in love with this woman. And that he had, that he, he had allowed her to get into parts of his life. Skipping back to where I first I read from, we find Samson with his head lying in the lap of actually the enemy. That's when you get, know you're comfortable when you've got your head laying in the lap of the enemy. Samson probably didn't, didn't look like the enemy to him because he had fell in love with this person. He had fell in love with this. And so today, sometimes in our lives, we fall in love with things that we know we shouldn't be with. And so through that, we find ourselves laying with our head in the lap of the enemy. But the thing about it is, is for Samson, it wasn't the first time. That how he's how it works with the enemy. A lot of times he keeps enticing us. Sometimes it may not. We might we maybe something small, but then it leads into something more great, and that's when we find ourselves in the lap of the enemy. <clears throat> the thing about it is, is is how he got here is he had to go through some crossroads in his life. He had to make some decisions at some turns, and that's the thing I want to talk about today and I want to drive home is, is every one of us today are going to have think, times in our life we're going to go through. We're going to have times of decision. Sometimes that, that we, if we make the right decision or the wrong decision is going to affect our future. The thing about it is our future is formed by the decisions that we make at these crossroads of our life. Sometimes these intersections we face seem so small and we overlook and even go through them without even slowing down. The thing is, is we live in the country and we go through some of these four-way intersections on these dirt roads without even slowing down. But the thing about it, we do that in life sometimes. We go through some things and decisions that we don't even realize that, it, that God, we need to consider God for. Oh, well, I can take care of whatever I, I handle at the end of this situation. And that's where we find ourselves so many times. It's just slipping through these intersections of our life and then we wind up facing, heading down a road we don't realize we're down, going down. Judges 16 to 16 said, And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed to death that he told her all of his heart. And that's how the devil works. They go, he, he don't give up. He's going to be consistent. He's going to keep pressing forward. He's going to keep press, pressing forward until... We think it's 
precious to, to, until death because he wants our destruction. And through that, he's going to keep pressing forward. The things that always has intrigued me about this story is how he kept going back. After she had tricked him three times, we find him back laying in the lap of Delilah. That's just how life works, though. I've found myself in my life many times where I've made mistakes, when I've made bad decisions, and I've wound up back in the same spot before. And then I ask myself, how did I allow myself to get back here? But the thing is, is that's how it works. We don't, look, we don't think we're going to make it back down to that same place again. We think, well, this time it's going to be different. This time, I can handle it this time. Or I can handle the temptations this time. But whatever, the thing about it is, is when we start back down that same road, it's a slippery slope, and we wound back up right where we was before. <clears throat> With one bad decision at our cross, crossroads of life, we start down the road of destruction. The thing about it is that we don't take but one decision, one bad decision, and you start down that road of destruction. It's that important for every decision at every intersection in our lives. It, sometimes I've talked to our Sunday, our Sunday school class, my youth Sunday school class, I told them, you know, you need to pray about every decision, everything that you do in your life, because it doesn't matter how simple or how small that this thing might be. It's going to change your change your future I, I talked to them about just just using for them as an example for I said in some in just a school test you need to ask God to help you with that I said it may not seem like that's going to do anything for your in your future but your grades your average what you learn in school is going to affect you the rest of your life so it doesn't matter how small things are in your life how small this intersection or this decision is you it affects the whole rest of your life. There's many records of many people in the Bible that went through crossroads and had to make decisions at crossroads in their life. We find Adam and Eve standing at a tree and making a decision. Moses was at a burning bush. He had a decision he could make. He could, go, he could do what he did or he could go against that. We find young David at the feet of Goliath. We find Jonah on the way to, on, on, supposed to be on the way to Nineveh. But we find him on a boat having to make a decision. We find Joseph in jail. We find Joseph in, in the house of Potiphar having to make a decision. We find Peter at the foot of the cross. We find Paul on a road to Damascus. Each one of these people, and this, this list could go on and on. We find people in the Bible that stood at crossroads. Some of these people made good decisions. Some of these people didn't make good decisions. But the thing about it is, is every, with every bad decision, it's going to cost you. Adam and Eve, they got kicked out of the garden. Jonah spent three days in the belly of a fish. Samson, with his bad decisions, lost his eyesight and his freedom for the rest of his life. Jonah 2 and 2 says, and, and said, and he, and said, I cry by reason of my affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I, and thou hast heardest my voice. The thing about it is, is it don't matter, though, just like with Jonah. He made bad decisions, but we find that when he was in his lowest point in his life, he still, could, he still had a decision to make. 
Even though sometimes the devil says after you've made bad decisions, you can't never reverse that. But here in Jonah, the story of Jonah, after he made several bad decisions, in just in this one episode in his life, I've talked about Jonah before and I've, I've spoke about him and I said, the thing about it is he had to make more than just one bad decision to get to the belly of the whale. He had to make it a bad decision to head toward the opposite direction. He had to pay the fare on the ship. Then he had to get on the ship during the middle of the storm. He knew what was causing the storm. He made a decision for them to throw him overboard into the storm. So the thing about it is Jonah had to make several bad decisions to wind up in the belly of this whale. But then when he was in the belly of the fish, he decided to make the right decision and turn his life back to God. And, then, and God heard his voice in the belly of that fish in the bottom of the sea. And the same is same with us. One bad decision, we can get out of the presence of God. Today, like I said, I'm not going to be long, but today if, if the musicians would like to come back this way, in closing today, I feel that there's, I believe there's someone here today that's at an intersection in your life right now. The thing about it is, is I believe there's people here today, I feel this in my presence this morning when I was praying, I feel this in the presence that there's people, there's somebody here today that could be going down the same road headed back to the lap of Delilah. The thing about it is, is we may be going down the same path we have been down before. But if you're here today and you're at that crossroad, you need to let God direct which way you need to go. Psalm 61 and 2 says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto you thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Today as I, if you, as you stand and I open these altars, if you're, if you're in an intersection of your life, you have the choice today. You can, you can come towards these altars and let God lead you and direct you in your intersection of your life or you can turn and walk out that back door. Today is your decision. It's your decision which way you want to go. So today as, as they start playing, it's your decision which way you want to go today. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.